0: This podcast is recorded and produced on the unceded traditional lands of Aboriginal people of the Sydney region, the Southern Highlands, and Nimbin. We would like to acknowledge all elders, past, present, and emerging, and any First Nations people listening.
1: We're grateful to the Australian Anthropological Society, Sydney Conservatorium of Music, Paradisec, and all our supporters and friends. This time, On music, dance, culture. Representing place through hip-hop. Greetings from Wangal country, and it's great to be back for another episode of Music Dance Culture, the podcast which explores vulnerable and less widely heard forms of performance around the world. Hosted by Georgia Curran and myself, Mahesh White Radhakrishnan. Today's short episode features an interview Georgia and I did with our friend and collaborator, Dr. Sudeepta Shamali Dowsett who's a guest co-producer for the previous episode on the Milpuri festival in central Australia, which we did in collaboration with Wanta Stephen Jumpy Jimper Patrick and Jerry Jungler. Do check it out. And she'll be guest co-producing the next two to come on hip hop in South Africa, in the Western Cape featuring sounds of the South and MC Kideo. For now, we take the opportunity to hear more of Siddipta's own reflections as a researcher and lover of hip-hop, particularly in these contexts. And we'll also get to hear one of her tracks. The interview you're about to hear took place in late 2021, and yes, it's now nearly the middle of 2023. Amongst other exciting things, last year I was lucky enough to win a fellowship at the National Library of Australia. Exploring quadrille music and links between South Asia, Australia and the world, as well as a short residency at ABC Radio National with some fabulous researcher creative thought leaders, learning from some also fabulous folks in radio production. These two opportunities actually led to me being on an episode of The Music Show, which we'll leave a link to in our show notes in case you're interested Meanwhile, Georgia, aside from being incredibly patient with me, has also been super busy with her own research and teaching, and recently won the prestigious Robinson Fellowship at the University of Sydney in recognition of her outstanding work in the field of Aboriginal languages and song. Congratulations, Georgia! And a shout-out from both of us to all early career researchers and everyone striving on long-term projects of various kinds. Where I was going with this wee brag is to say, if you've been listening to us already, you shouldn't have to wait for too long for the next episode, and we do have a very exciting array of interviews to share in the coming episodes. Now, let's go to the interview we had with Sudipta.
0: Music, music dance, 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 culture,
2: culture, culture, culture. Hi, Sudipta. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Mahesh. I'm really happy to be here today. Um, and I'm coming from Weibo Country, which is part of the Bundjalung Nation in northern New
0: South Wales. Great. Great. It's great to have you here.
1: The starting point for today's discussion is a paper that Dr. Dowsett published in the Asia-Pacific Journal of Anthropology in June this year called Sampling Ceremony. Hip-Hop Workshops and Intergenerational Cultural Production in the Central Australian Desert. And just as an introduction, Sudipta's research in general focuses on how place, history, culture, politics and lived experience shape the aesthetics of embodied collective performance practices. More specifically, she is interested in how hip-hop functions as a decolonial practice in South Africa and Australia exploring how artists utilise hip-hop to make sense of complex neocolonial contexts and to revitalise language and culture, embodying and embedding ancestral art forms within the contemporary global performance culture of hip-hop remixing, asserting and claiming their place in the world. Sudipta is currently working as a research associate on the ARC linkage project Indigenous Futurity, Milpuri as Experimental Ceremony, And amongst other publications, she has written a chapter titled Transformative Effects of Hip-Hop Events in Kailitsha, South Africa. And what book was that in again, Siddipta?
2: Um, That's in a book called Marginalization and Events, edited by Trudy Walter and Alan Stewart-Jepson.
1: And another chapter called The Roots of Hip-Hop in Cape Town, Collective Performance Practices and the Embodied Sociality of the Ghetto. And that's in a book called The Bloomsbury Handbook of Popular Music and Social Class, which is edited by...
2: Oh, that's edited by Ian Petty.
0: So it's great to have you here, Siddipta. Just to start off, can you tell us about yourself, what kind of research you do and what got you into all of this?
2: Um, so how I got into this type of research and how I became interested in what hip-hop can can do in terms of transforming our relationship to place and our sense of belonging in the world is um, I grew up in a very, very distinct small town in northern rivers of New South Wales called Nimbin, which is on Weibo country um, and it's sometimes known as the Gunja capital of Australia and it's a bit of a hippie capital of Australia as well. Um, and I grew up on multiple occupancy where the land was shared between 13 different households, and most of my friends grew up in these communities as well, and it's a very alternative culture and very anti-mainstream. So growing up in this environment and then moving to the moving to Sydney, um, it was a very different kind of um, built environment, but also the kind of mentality that people had, and it was this kind of um, blunt introduction to the fact that mainstream Australian culture was very, very different from the culture that I'd and the environment that I'd grown up in. And I was living in Surrey Hills at the time and I was feeling um, quite out of place and disconnected and missing missing the bush back home and trying to figure out like, you know, where I fit in at all. And I one day I was walking down um Devonshire Street in Surrey Hills, which has has these big trees as well. And I was kind of walking to the train station and to the rhythm of my footsteps, I just sort of started coming up with this rap. Like at the time, I used to just write little raps here and there and stuff, nothing too serious. But, um, yeah, I just started writing this rap about being in the city and being a kid from the bush and what that kind of meant. And it just kind of really powerfully transformed how I felt about myself in that place and how I could kind of move forward in this context of this kind of radical disjuncture from um, what you might call like my parent culture or where I grew up and then this um, very different kind of culture that I was confronted with. And um, in my research, first I did, um, my honours thesis, I did research on the Aussie hip-hop scene and the Indigenous hip-hop scenes in Sydney in the mid-2000s and I became interested in how how local hip-hop scenes kind of manifest um, the history and the culture and the current context and, um, yeah, the politics and the, the racial tensions of the places that they take place in and that they emerge from. So from there I did my PhD research in South Africa and um going into that uh, my main kind of research question was how does hip-hop manifest here and what are you doing with it in within the context of um, the post post apartheid south africa with the whole colonial history and language tensions that that kind of comes with um and i've found that there's a lot of um, examples all over the world and in my research of youth using hip-hop as a, as a powerful tool for reworking their relationship to place and, um, yeah, transforming their sense of identity and belonging um, through a global popular cultural form. So in my broader research from my PhD field work in Cape Town, South Africa, and in our current research on MILFRI, I model hip-hop practices as embodied methods for reworking relationships to place. That is both where we are situated in the physical environment, but also where we are situated socially, culturally, and historically. Within hip hop culture, there's a strong ethos of representing who you are and where you come from authentically, and having what is termed knowledge of self. And is considered knowledge of self is considered um, the fifth element of hip hop. With the other ele- with the other four elements being break scene turntablism and production and graffiti. So globally hip-hop practice, when it's grounded in knowledge of self, um, has proven to be an engaging, productive, powerful tool for young people finding their voice and their place in the world and a sense of belonging. And there's now documented examples of First Nations hip-hop artists in North and South America, in Australia, in Africa, um, utilising hip-hop and to represent where they come from and from revitalising language and culture, such as Baker Boy rapping in Mata, which is a um, really great thing to see in the public music scene in Australia.
1: Georgia asks Sudipta about how the relationship to place through hip-hop plays out in Walpuri culture, in particular the Walpuri culture of the community in Lajamanu, which is the community where Milpuri Festival takes place. More details about this can be found in our previous episode.
0: When you were talking about these five elements of hip-hop, and one of them was this sense of self, um, it just really struck me that importance of place for, um, for Walpri people's sense of self and the importance for elders to kind of transmit that to young people, unlike feeling sort of disempowered around, around place. For Walpre people, that's quite different. And I was just wondering if um, if sort of place being such an intrinsic part of this sense of self for Walpri people? Is, is this something they emphasize or how are they kind of teaching that aspect of hip-hop? Um, they wouldn't be conceptualizing it in their own mind in this way, but um, but I'm sure that's something quite you know big for them is um, is making you know transmitting this to the younger kids so they can learn about this really important part of who they are.
2: What you just said there, Georgia, is like that's that's like the next kind of like stuff that I'm looking at in the Milbury research because that's what my um, AAS paper was kind of on that um, knowledge of self and representing where you come from versus that um, connection to country and belonging that Milprey is supposed to do and that's part of wapree culture. And then yeah, on the other hand, that hip hop kind of sense of that and what some of the um, or what all of the hip hop facilitators like try to do in the workshops there is that emphasis on knowledge of self and representing where you come from so that's kind of being encouraged and i think that's kind of one of the powerful things about hip-hop in these contexts and not just in australia not just in Manu, but overseas as well like that's why um it can be a really powerful tool for first nations peoples because it has that element of representing where you come from and that's about connection to place as well
1: Siddhita talks about her paper at an Australian Anthropological Society conference panel she convened on hip-hop and links these ideas about embodied expression and self-representation to what happens at Milpuri Festival as well as in Kailicha, South Africa. And a reminder again to check out the last episode and look out for the ones to come. Culture. culture, culture.
2: culture. My paper in the panel was about this kind of parallel representation of, of, no, parallel kind of connection with place between um, representing where you come from in hip-hop and the ethics of um, knowledge of self and being authentic to where you come from um, and who you are. And then that um, connection to country in Warbury culture and also in what Wunt is trying to do with um, Millbury, which is, create that sense of belonging through um, practice and through dance and through story and performance um, and collective performance practice. And a lot of what I've tried to argue in or a lot of what I have argued in my PhD thesis and other work since then is that um, what hip-hop does is not just about the lyrics, it's also about um, the collectivity of um, performance. Together in place as a situated practice um, that um, not only speaks to local um, local issues but also embodies what it means to come from that locality, whether it's um, yeah the current context or whether you're embodying. A player sense sensibilities of place that come from outside of that. Like one example from the uh, South African research is um, so in Kailuche, it's a predominantly Amatosa township, and a lot of the people come from and have direct connections with um, the Eastern Cape, which is the kind of what you might call the homelands of Amatosa people. And so there's a lot of um, movement between this really rural kind of villages and that inner city, well, on the outskirts of Cape Town but this kind of city context and um, all the kind of like disjunctures that kind of come with that, like the rural versus the city and um, deep culture versus this contemporary um, post-apartheid kind of world. So a lot of the youth, what they were doing with hip-hop was bringing that sensibilities from the Eastern Cape into the township kind of space, like which was about language and um, oral traditions and, um, yeah, senses of the rural that come into it in the lyrics as well. Part of what I was doing with that panel was, yeah, that connection between um, hip-hop artists who are coming in who have that deep sense of knowledge of self and representing where you come from, um, and that's what they're trying to do with the kids' at the workshop. MC Mantra and Elf Transporter both talked about in, in, in recent interviews that I've done with them about um, trying to instil in youth participating in workshops that pride in where you come from and um, understand that within the global global culture of hip-hop that what's valued in that is representing where you come from specifically like your accent and language and what you do in your everyday life and that's kind of what people want to hear because it's a little window into this unique kind of existence Um, yeah so I mean I think there's a really powerful I'm still working through that and we're just at the the initial stages of this and I haven't finished interviews or even finished conceptualizing it but there is this really interesting kind of connection between that Yeah. Representing where you come from and connection to country, which I think is one of the really powerful, um, powerful kind of aspects of hip hop, and why it is particularly useful for facilitating um, revitalisation of language and culture. Um, but it's obviously it's not always. Um, it's not a fix for everything there's different types of hip-hop and it's it's really those core ethics when they come through in workshops with youth that's empowering
0: can you think of an example like lyrically or in the yeah in um in some way and
2: well i guess um lyrically i guess baker boy rapping in yola new mata is like a good example of it, but I know that that's, um, yeah. But the thing, also, the thing about Baker Boy is he's also a dancer, and his parents were. Well, he he has this. There's an interview on I don't know it was on maybe ABC or something where he talks about. um I think his dad was in a break dancing group when he was younger, and um, he he does this. I think it was in a workshop with Indigenous hip hop workshops, the the first video that they have, I can't remember what it's called, but it's um it's kind of this fusion of your new dance and break dancing, like that popping and locking kind of style. So representing where you come from is is not just um lyrically, it's also that embodied sensibilities of of relationship and place and um, cultural gestures in common that you build up through relationships with people and, and places that um, come through in even just when you're, just say it's an MC so they're not breakdancing or anything, They might the hand gestures that they move might kind of speak to um, ways of being in place in particular localities
0: yeah great i've um i'm on Baker boy's facebook page he sometimes posts um his dad's old videos of his dad's group that's fantastic stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah, they're so amazing yeah Yeah. you think he's a good dancer you should see his dad i mean (laughs) and his dad's (laughs) brothers like yeah (laughs) yeah
1: before we finish this episode we asked sudipta to share a track featuring herself as an artist music music, music
2: dance, 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 culture, culture. Culture. the track that we're going to listen to is called Got Time and it was recorded in 2012 in a small kind of shack studio in Kuyasa, which is in Kailicha and it was part of um, a kind of collaborative recording process that was part of my PhD um, and This track I'm just singing on the chorus and then MC Metabolism is doing the verse and it's produced by Satin Beats who was a producer who along with Metabolism was part of a Cape Town crew called Writer's Block.
3: bother with temptation pleasing lies mm-hmm. with duffel for lyrics physics mass control to yes, deliver these sentences on campus, mm-hmm. paint the picture, mm-hmm. a picture of scriptures alignment of your curse, blowing the contents from continents, i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. over compliments it's humble yes. yes. abstinence i mm-hmm. chosen over incense covers mm-hmm. the shoulder mm-hmm. aroma uh-huh. bitter to taste people are gonna excusing self to corners while I contemplate and ponder so mm-hmm. why? you work out really nothing but time, time for you baby if
4: hey, yeah, you got to rhyme Tabamato. on my toes. Cardinism,
3: art this the way I murder hines Slip with skill with gifts that chill, ripples what has been killed I'm here to prove that time is on the side With patience testing men like testaments while tasting, Mr. Relevance of pacing mind, hike the lines to smooth the mind Rewind to time for donning wine Ride the lines and cough the rhyme when love is still defined Read between and analyze the answer, veil you'll find For you, I got time I got time I got the time for you, baby Hey, baby, hey If you got the
4: rhymes, Tab my toes, have my toes. I got the time for you, time for you, baby. Hey. If you got the rhymes, don't make it. Let me drop you that, like too. Let me show Lay up with that
3: root. Boys, please stop making me so tab on my toes. To conclude, growth amongst men who hold hands and make sense and stab sense to meet ends and friends, friends. require muscle. Why all oughta tussle Battle complications Escapate through situations vibe, by the place What has got me to your heart Remote stutter Streets jacket. I'ma make it through These words might never give me time I'll show you proof I'm near the end of round. Before I slide I'll leave you with this line For you I got the time I got the time For you baby if you got
4: the rhymes if you you me, rhymes me. If you keep it, Let me drop you out too Don't me Aber macht's
1: Music Dance Culture is produced by Georgia Curran and Mahesh White Radhakrishnan. Theme music by Mahesh, remixed and produced by Arian Pearson. Sound design by Mahesh, with inputs from Alexis Weaver. Thanks to Sydney Conservatorium of Music, the Australian Anthropological Society, Paradisek, Sudheep Dowsett, and Jennifer White Radhakrishnan. Until next time, keep it going.